Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Call my message tonight and uh, it's a message for you individually. So we're called together to, make, to change the places that God's called us to and to plant churches. That's what God has asked us to do. Jesus came and asked us to do when He rose from the dead. But I just felt like the Lord really wanted me to stir everybody to say, don't switch off, don't deflect, don't detach. There's something about humans where we can switch off, deflect, detach easily. And I wanna encourage you, don't do it because you have an appointment to change the world. You have an appointment to change the world. Just say it again. You have an appointment to change the world. And tonight I want to just speak to you uh, out of the book of Acts and encourage you that the Bible teaches us that no one who gets near Jesus and gets near the gospel, who gets saved, that is without purpose. Number one purpose is that you would be saved your eyes would be open. You would see Jesus Christ. You would begin to see Him. The cloud would lift off about life and the purpose of your life. You would move from existing to living. You'd begin to get free. You'd start a journey into freedom. You'd begin to grow. You'd begin to come alive. <laughs> You'd begin to smile. <laughs> so muscles would begin to work that have never worked before. But you would begin to hear the voice of God calling you and in actual fact, lighting the fire within you for the purpose for which you were put on the planet. And I don't know if you know it, but you are on the planet right now, in this moment, in this time for a purpose that no one else can play but you. No one else can play your part. We can only play our own part. And I wanna encourage everybody, play it well, but the enemy attacks people he loves to attack men, I'll tell you right now. He attacks the girls too. But he loves to attack men because if he can attack you and get you away from your purpose, then many times he's stopping you impacting generations that follow you. So he will attack men because he's trying to uh, destroy you getting in touch with your purpose. Girls, he comes for you as well. And he knows, you know, he, he goes to get the girls. I'll tell you why, because what is it? Give... You give, give a woman something, she multiplies it. Every time you give a woman something, she'll multiply it. Give her some cooking ingredients, Sue will multiply those ingredients in about 20 minutes or less and there'll be a hot meal on the table. And I always say to her, how did you do that? And uh, I think she says, I'm a woman. No, you know. But uh, girls are multipliers. Give her a seed, she'll give you a baby. Give her trouble, she'll give you hell. She multiplies it. <laughs> give her love, she'll fill your life and your house and your home with love. So everybody is important and we need to realise that that's why the spiritual attack comes against you and has come against you. The enemy's come against everybody here because he doesn't want you to get in touch with the appointment that you have to change the world. In Acts chapter 22, there's a powerful story where... Saul, who became the great Apostle Paul, wrote much of the New Testament, was going before the authorities for preaching the Gospel. 
And in Acts chapter 22, he begins to have to declare and explain himself before the authorities um, about what he was doing. Let me read it to you. Acts 22, it says here, this is Saulie became the great apostle Paul. He said, I'm a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel, according to the strictness of the law of our father, being ardent and passionate for God, just as all of you are today. And then he goes on and says, I persecuted and pursued the followers of the way. That's Christians. I persecuted them, pursued them, went after them. And uh, to the death, he says, binding them with chains and putting the followers of Jesus, both men and women into prisons. As the high priest of all, the council of the elders, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court can testify because from them I received letters to the brothers and I was on my way to Damascus in order to bring those believers who were there to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. Oh my gosh, here is, here is the person who God is about to use. He's a Jew of Jews. He's so learned. He's a, a student under uh, who do we have? Gamaliel, who was, he was like a leader of the law. He could teach the Jewish law like nobody else. And he is a killer of Christians. He's a persecutor of Christians. And he's saying, I can't wait to put these Christians in chains. And then God comes on his life. And I love it because God can take the worst person, the most difficult person, the most anti-Christian and turn their life around and then use them, give them a God appointment to touch the world. In Jesus' Name. <laughs> I love it. He's trying to bring believers in chains and he's about to meet God. And in actual fact, in uh, verse 20 of this uh, chapter, it says he was actually uh, guarding the coats of those killing Stephen. So he was actually looking after the coats here while they were murdering Stephen, this great Christian. So I wanna just say to you right at the start, Whatever you've done in your life, don't dismiss yourself from God using you. If you haven't been guarding coats of somebody being murdered who's a follower of Christ, you're ahead of Paul. So if God can use him, God can use you. So let me just declare that again. Do not dismiss yourself from God's plan and don't dismiss yourself from being a part of our missions plan to touch the world because God wants to use your life. I love John 15, 16. Jesus speaking, He says this, so powerful. Take this into your spirit. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Jesus says He chose you. He knew you'd choose Him. If you made a decision for Christ, He knew that. He knows the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning. So He knew that you would choose Him. And already He says, because of that, you need to know I chose you. And I've appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit remain. Everybody, Jesus has appointed you. He's chosen you. And He says He's chosen you that you might go forward, bear fruit and fruit that will remain. This Missions Weekend at Global Heart Church, we are called together to sow. And as we sow financially, that is actually part of our calling and our appointment that God has given us. You've been appointed, I've been appointed, and funnily enough, we've been appointed together. And the Bible says, so that our fruit will remain here in Perth, in Melbourne, in Zambia, in Germany, in Quebec, Canada, our fruit will remain. Tenacious House, you men are meant to remain in Jesus' Name. 
And the best way to do that, if you wanna remain, is get into God's house and plant yourself there through the storms of life, the challenges of life, things you like, things you don't like, great days, brilliant days, offended days, plant yourself. Because if you come from a broken background and you've got any addiction, connection overcomes addiction. Connection. You have to plant yourself in the house. And when you do, then God begins to minister to you and put people around you. So I love it. God appointed people in the Bible who were murderers, adulterers, thieves. <laughs> How good was that? He's giving uh, Judas the money belt. That was an uh, interesting job profile selection there, Jesus. Jesus knows that Judas is a thief and He says, hey, here's the money belt for you. Why did He do that? To give Him an opportunity to get His life right in that area. Not to crush Him, but to give Him an opportunity. Jesus is using thieves. He's using people with large doubting issues. <laughs> Ever had a doubting issue? <laughs> Every Christian will have a doubting issue. That's the deal. Everybody will have a doubting issue. You'll have reasons to doubt. That's, Jesus absolutely knows that's gonna happen and He allows it. But He wants us in those moments to seek Him out, to dig deeper into God, dig deeper into the Word. And that's for another time. Anyway, but He, he uses people with large doubting issues. Thomas went off to India and uh, he was quite a doubter. He uses prostitutes. He uses attitudinal fishermen, fishermen one with a particular denial problem. <laughs> Anybody into denial tonight? Well, don't worry, Peter was in a quite depthy stage of denial in his life. But still, Jesus said, that's fine, we'll work with you and, uh, and I'll be using you wildly in the days ahead. You know, uh, it goes on and Paul begins to tell the authorities who are listening what happened. How did you go from wanting to murder people and put Christians in chains? How did you get there? And he says in verse 6 of chapter 22, as I was on my way to Damascus about noon, a great blaze of light suddenly flashed from heaven, shone around me and to the, and, sorry, shone around me and to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I replied, who are you, Lord? And he said, to me, I'm Jesus, the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. Now, those who were with me saw the light, but did not, did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I asked, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord answered me, get up, go into Damascus. There you'll be told all that is appointed and destined for you to do. But since I could not see because of the glory, glorious intensity and dazzling brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. You know, the Bible tells us that Saul, who became Paul, was blind for three days. He couldn't see. The glory of God was all around him. And by the way, Jesus said, even though he was persecuting Christians and killing Christians and putting people in chains and having Stephen stoned, Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? Whenever you're attacking God's church or attacking God's people, Jesus takes it personally. He says, you're attacking me. You're attacking me. We need to realise that what we do or don't do for the church, we are doing or not doing for Jesus. Come on, he's saying, you're persecuting me. He's like, hey, I didn't persecute you. It was um, Stephen and it was these guys, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, no, that was me. So Jesus said to all of us, what we do for our campuses, what we do for people in Montreal, French speaking people who you might never meet, I don't know, maybe a lot of you will. But Jesus says, uh, you're doing for me. You're doing that for me. 
And the Bible tells us he lost sight, the intensity of the brightness of Jesus. And then uh, Jesus tells him, hey, uh, you need to go to Him and He's gonna help you now uh, in Jesus' Name. Let's go to there, verse 12. So verse 12, Ananias, a devout man according to the standard of the law and well spoken by all the Jews who live there, came to see me. So he's telling the authorities, I, I, I'm there, can't see. He comes to see me, he's standing near me. He said, brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I recovered my sight, looked at him and said, the God of our Father has appointed you to know His will and to progressively understand His plan, clarity and power. Love the Amplified. And to see the righteous one, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and to hear a message from His own mouth. For you will be His witness to all men testifying of what you have seen and heard. And then he says in verse 16, now, why do you delay? Because uh, I was blind up until this minute. <laughs> why do you delay? Get up, be baptised. There's a word for everybody. Get up, be baptised. Come on, get up, be baptised. You don't need to pray about baptism. You just need to get up and be baptised. Why do you delay? And wash your sins by calling on His name for salvation. I love that verse in 14, verse 14, where Ananias says to him, the God of our Father has appointed you to know His will. Can I just say to you, the God of our Father has appointed you to know His will. Hang on, I, that was, you know, I'm gonna say it and you're gonna. The God of our fathers has appointed you to know His will. Come on, He's appointed you to know His will. Let me add on the Amplified. And to progressively, month by month, year by year, understand more His plan, clarity and power. Oh my gosh, that's exactly right. Because 42 years ago when I got saved, I understood nothing. And every week that I was in church, I was like, well, that's new. <laughs> never knew that. Gee, never knew that. Never, actually every, I was, every service, I was like, oh my goodness. God was teaching me and He was also letting me know that He'd appointed me. You're appointed. You're appointed. You're appointed. You're appointed to know His will and to progressively see what God has for you and also to become a part of what He has for His church, the body of Christ, where God has planted you here at Global Heart Church. God doesn't want you on the outside of it. He wants you on the middle of it where you're understanding and there's clarity coming and you're being empowered to serve and to follow the Lord. And, uh, and I love it. He says, you're gonna witness to all men testifying of what you've seen and heard. How, how amazing is God? Saul is a Jew of Jews. He's so learned in the Torah, the Old Testament. He is a Jew of Jews. And then God goes, yeah, nice, but I'm gonna send you to all men, include all the Gentiles. I love God. He's always shaking it up. <laughs> Just when you think you got it sus, I should be on the Jews. I've been in Jewish Bible college. Saul says, and Jesus goes, I'm gonna send you to everybody who's not a Jew. Let's launch you there. Don't give God the details of your calling. Don't appoint yourself to your calling. Let God appoint you. Come on, let God appoint you in Jesus' Name. Let God appoint you. And also too, we need to realise God wants to reorientate us. Reorientate. You say, what is that? I'm gonna tell you. That means to change the aim or purpose of something. 
Right now, many of us, and some of us who are new to church, new to God, never been to church before, you're aiming way too low in your life. You're down here. God wants you to reorientate and aim up here and begin to say, could that happen in my life? And Jesus goes, yes. <laughs> and so He wants to reorientate your purpose, reorientate your aim. You're aiming too low in life. And He wants you to realise that He's got more for you. God is wanting to say to all of us, I'm changing the trajectory of your life. I'm changing the trajectory of your life. You are going there and I'm like, no, you're going there. You were doing this and God says, no, I'm taking you there. Why does He do that? To hurt you? No, He does it to bless you, to fulfil you, to actually... I should stop and let you clap for that because that's really good. He wants to bless you, come on, and fulfil you. So He's changing your trajectory, but you need to see it. Come on, you need to open your eyes and go, hang on a minute. God's changing our trajectory. Sue and I, people say, oh, you guys have been Christians a long time and Christian. We're not from Christian background. We were like crazy when we got saved. We're still crazy, but God's working in our crazy. But we're a long way from there. But God changed our trajectory and because we responded and applied the Word of God, our boys changed their trajectory. Now our grandchildren is changing their trajectory. It's changed trajectories in one generation. God wants you to realise you are called and you are changing. If you got saved, you are called and you are changing. But don't go back. You need to keep moving forward. God doesn't want us going down the old dirty laneway we used to go down. He wants us to go up the laneway of life, the laneway of possibilities, the laneway of what He says, the laneway of His appointment. It doesn't matter what your family was like. It doesn't matter what your parents were like. It doesn't matter who let you down, who hurt you. Listen, you have a great Father now who loves you and has appointed you. In Jesus' Name. Don't return to your old life. And I love it how God didn't say to uh, Saul, hey, go home, uh, you'll receive your sight soon. Go home, put a jaffle on, put a pancake in and I'll get to you. No, He says, go to this guy, go to Ananias. Listen, everybody, in God's kingdom, He uses people in our lives. You need to lose going alone. Too many people are trying to get God's miracles, get God to do this. And we want it, Lord, I want to go home and I want you to put my jaffle on, put my pancake on and you bring a miracle to me while I'm listening to a worship tape. And God goes, no, go to Ananias. God goes, go to your home group leader, go to your regional leader, go to the youth leader, go to that pastor, go to that person I've put around you who maybe is robbing you the wrong way a little bit, but they're gonna be a part of you seeing because currently you don't. They're going to be part of you seeing what you don't currently see. Too many of us are running from the people who God's got are going to sharpen us to see. And I, I had people who were rubbing me the wrong way because they were ahead of me. And they would also challenge me with, uh, hey, I think this. I think you need to think about this. They were the Ananias lifting off the blindfold to my broken life and to the possibilities that God could have for me. Don't run from people, everybody. Run to them. Look around and go, who's that Ananias around me that's gonna help me see in Jesus' Name? And uh, because God has got somebody there for your life in Jesus' Name. He chooses to use other believers to help us gain sight. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? So God says to us, I'm gonna get you out of addiction, 
But he will say, I'm going to get you out of addiction if you come into kingdom connection. What we want to do is, I want to get out of problems. I want to get out of mess. I want to get this. And God says, yeah, I'll get you out, but you've got to come my route. <laughs> come my route. Kingdom connection, I'll break addiction in Jesus' Name. And here's what God does. He starts protecting you. And then while you're being healed, He starts using you. How amazing. We're all dysfunctional and like God starts using you. I was telling all the early pastors in my life, do you know Sue and I, our backgrounds? Like really, you know, <laughs> I kept warning all the pastors. How pastoral was I then? <laughs> Even then I was pastoral, warning the pastors that really we're not those people. But what God was doing is I'll use you while I heal you. I'll use you while I change you. I'll use you while I perfect you. God wasn't disqualifying me. I was disqualifying me. Everybody, don't disqualify yourself. You know, um, Acts 22, 14, I love it again. The God of our fathers has appointed you to know His will. Everybody, God has appointed you to know His will. He's appointed us as a church to know His will and to know where He's called us. And He says, go to Tenacious House. Put a men's recovery centre here. In time, put a women's recovery centre here. In Jesus' Name. But right now we'll help the men. If we help the men, we help the kids, we help the girls, help the partner, help the wife. Come on, in Jesus' Name. But we're saying, Lord, let us know Your will and when to do it. And I love it. His, his Saul becoming Paul, who's murdered so much. Guess what his big challenge was? He was so learned, but now he had to unlearn. So learned, but now he had to unlearn. Everybody, God's appointed you, but you may need to unlearn now. You may need to unlearn for a long time now and start to learn. If you unlearn and then you lean in to start to learn, then God goes, wow, my appointment for you will be beyond your wildest dreams. And I love it right now in uh, verse 18, Saul again. And uh, he says, actually I'll go to 19. It says, Lord, they themselves know without any doubt that in one synagogue after another, I used to imprison and beat those who believed in you and your message and salvation. And when the blood of your witness, Stephen, was being shed, I also was standing nearby, approving, consenting to his death, guarding the coats of those who were killing him. And the Lord said to me, go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles, sending a Jew of Jews to the Gentiles. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's killing everybody who is becoming a Christian or is a Christian. And he's so trained. And then God says to him, yeah, change your plans. I'm going to send you now to the non-Jews. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody, be open to God. God wants to inform you of His will so that you can start to perform it on the earth. He wants to inform us of it. He'll start putting people around you. Don't lose Ananias. He's going to help you see. Don't lose that Christian person around you, that leader, that person, that home group leader. That You need them around you because they're going to help you to see. And the connection with them also brings protection over your appointment in the kingdom. Connection brings the protection. If you're connected to a leader in the house, a home group, that's why you gotta be in connect everybody. You gotta be wearing that youth leader, the young adult leader around them. That connection brings about protection. In Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name. So, <laughs> I'm excited. So everybody, Friends from God are always connecting you to mission, not necessarily to them. 
I love Ananias. He didn't say, hey, you're Saul, you're famous. We should be friends. Let's hang out. Come and hang out with me. Let's do dinner every night of the week. Let's go on holidays together. Let's just do that in the kingdom. He goes, no, no, no. He's like, you need to do this. The will of God for you is this. You need the friend, everybody. Look at your friends. You need people who are like, let's go for God. Let's serve the Lord. Let's do this. Hey, think about this. I love Jack Haynes. I'm with Jack having dinner the other night. Worship team, come and join me. I'm with Jack having dinner. And, uh, and Jack says to me, hey, Jared, now I need to speak to you. And I'm like, what? I was having a nice little Asian dinner there, you know, favourite Thai meal. And he started, I need to talk to you now about your calling. And I was like, hang on, you did that on Sunday when everybody was there, that was fine. And he's like, no, I need to speak to you. And he had me in tears at the dinner table because he began to pull something more out and began to touch on my appointment and personally. And I thought, I said, Jack, thank you for being a friend who will actually, even now, years later, decades later, say, I'm gonna still pull something out of you. Let me just, let me talk to you about that area. Let me just challenge you on that. And I was like, how good. Most of us are running away from that. I was just like shocked that it was happening over my time meal, right? (laughs) Just kind of wasn't a holy moment. It's just, but he just chose that moment And it was so powerful what He said to me. Everybody, you need people who are helping push you into your appointment. Jack was pushing me in the Thai restaurant in Perth City into my appointment. He was like, I need to push you there. Let me just give you a push there. Everybody, they're the people who are our true friends in Jesus' Name. You have skills, you have abilities. Guys, you have skills, you have abilities. That's why the devil hits you. That's why he comes at you because he's like, Don't discover what they are because God may just use you and send you to the Gentiles. Everybody, you need to know at Global Heart Church, we are appointed and anointed to go to the nations. Come on, we are appointed and anointed to go to the nations. Come on, you are appointed and anointed to go to the nations. Come on, you are. You're appointed and anointed. And that doesn't mean we leave tonight and suddenly, hey, I'm at Perth Airport. No, to give us to go to give us to go, giving of your finance. I'm on the mission field all over the world through my giving. So Sue, she's on the mission field everywhere through our giving and through our loving to give us to go. And if God wants to interrupt us and interrupt you and place you somewhere, that's up to Him and He'll make it very clear to you and very clear to us. That's the reality of that. It's not a secret deal that God does with people. Missions is completely accountable. But I wanna say to everybody, you have an appointment. Put your chin up. Put your chin up. Wow, live your life with great dignity because you're a person of great worth to God, to us and to His plan in the earth. Can you say amen? Come on, can you say amen? Amen. Just stand up with us, everybody. Just stand up with us for a minute. Can we just close our eyes for one moment? And uh, by the way, if you've got your faith promise ready tonight, we're gonna bring that just after I pray for people right now. But with every eye closed, Everybody here, you're so important. But I wanna encourage you, the power is always in the response to God. When you respond to God and you mean it, God moves. If you respond, He responds. If you move, He moves. If you say yes, He says yes. (laughs) And that's all I've done for 42 years. I'm like, all right, I'm responding. God goes, wow, I respond to you. Why is that so big? Because most people don't respond. They just like, where's God? Why is He not doing anything in my life? Why is He not helping me? Why is He not? Because you won't respond. <laughs> Literally, that's it. But if you respond and say, I'm responding. 
I'm positioning myself in your house. God, I'm being set in your house. Lord, I'm positioning myself to be a part of what you're doing in, in the house of God. Lord and Father, I'm responding to you. I don't know if you're real. I didn't know if God was even there. But I was like, okay, intellectually, I'm giving you an opportunity. Because <laughs> there are a lot of people around the world follow you. So I'm gonna give you an opportunity. If you're there, touch my life. Forgive me, please. That would be great. There's a lot to be forgiven and give me hope in Jesus' Name. That, that night when I said that to God and I included myself in the prayer, God responded to me. And over the next two weeks, I was like, oh, wow. God responded because I responded. Listen, and then I followed through. If, don't bail when you get started. Two people are like, yes, I'm here, Jesus. And then we're like, hey, I'm gone. God's like, oh my gosh, what do I do with you? I didn't, God's like, I don't even know where to find you. <laughs> I was like, I got nowhere to go. Done the club, done the pub, done the this, done that. I was like, okay, here, I'm in the house. All right, God, I'm here. Responding, responding, responding. If you respond, wow, you're gonna be used by God greatly. If you just stabilise, you'll be used by God greatly. If you just stand, you'll be used and God will bring people to you. Come on, here's somebody, here's somebody, here's somebody. He starts girding you and helping you. It's gonna happen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.